to shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1764 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And today's guest is none other than Chris Ducker. Chris, are you prepared to ignite? God, I'm so ready to ignite. Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> Chris is a serial entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author of the bestseller, Virtual Freedom. Originally from the UK, he's lived in the Philippines for 17 years, where he's founded several businesses, which combined house over 450 full-time employees. He's also a popular business blogger and podcaster at chrisducker.com and the founder of the personal branding business and community, Upreneur.com, as well as the host of the upcoming Upreneur Summit, which Fire Nation yours truly will be keynoting. So we'll be talking more about that in a little bit. But Chris, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. <laughs> That's great. A little glimpse of my personal life. <laughs> um, well, I was born at a very, very young age. Uh, that I know for sure. But I... I, I <laughs> I mean, Matt, you know what? You, you pretty much summed it up in personal life. You know, married guy, uh, three kids, another one on the way. Um, and, uh, you know, I just I, I like to uh, try and age as gracefully as possible. Put it that way. Well, you are a success in that venture because Fire Nation, we had a little video chat before we started here. And every time I see this guy, he just literally gets younger and better looking, at least visually. So we're going to do an Indian arm wrestling contest when I get over to London in November. So we'll see what happens there. But Chris, I kind of want to dive in, man, because we have a lot to talk about. And Fire Mm. Nation, they just need to understand the power of this because you and I, we met at a live conference five years ago, almost to the day now, it was five years ago. It truly was a bromance at first sight. We, we literally have been nothing but the best of friends. I mean, I know I'll always take a second place to Pat Flynn, but I'm saying, you know, I'm up there. Like, I'm up there in the top four or five, like, and, I, and I love that. And it's something that, you know, we've been able to just continue to nurture. We've met at so many different events. You know, I've been out to the Philippines multiple times. I've got to see your home. We'd go to Hong Kong together for just, you know, a fun trip with Urs and Kate. We've done so many cool things and it all came from a live conference. So what is so important about live events? Like why do we need need to dig into our pockets, get the plane money, do this, do that? Like why is it so gosh darn important? Man, for all of the reasons you just mentioned, (laughs) for all those exact reasons right there, it's about building the right kind of relationships, relationships that are not just, you know, sort of young and blossoming, but will hopefully be with you for a long time. I mean, I can clearly very heartfully say that I believe that you and I will be friends until the very end. Absolutely. Plain and simple. And you know what? Yes, you've come you've come out to the Philippines, you've spoken at my events, we've traveled around together. I mean, dude, we've literally hung out all over the world. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and 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 in five years. Like it's not been like we've known each other two decades or something. So it just goes to show you that when you meet like minded people that truly get you and what you're all about and the struggles that you're embarking upon, no matter what industry or, or kind of, you know, realm you're in or whatever the case may be, when you meet people that you get and they get you, it's a special thing. And yes, you can do a lot of that online. I mean, clearly the world is a much 
much smaller place today than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because of the web, because of social, because of the way that we interact. But the fact of the matter is you cannot replace a handshake and a hug. It's just not possible. And that's why it's so darn important to attend live events. It's about surrounding yourself with people that you just know you're going to connect with a totally different level to those online. And what's inspiring to me is to see what you've grown through these live events, what I've grown through live events, by the way, as attendees and usually as speakers and keynotes at these events. But you even went the next step and said, wow, I'm going to create an event myself. You know, and, and you weren't even just saying I'm going to create an event in like, you know, Oregon or San Diego or Austin, Texas, where everybody else is. You're like, I'm going to do this right. in the Philippines. And <laughs> yeah, I was actually right. there, ground zero, when you basically, I'm going to say you, you basically said, Amy Porterfield, if you agree mm. to come out to the Philippines, I'm going to throw and host Tropical Think Tank. We're going to do this. Yeah. Amy said yes. I was right next to her. And mm-hmm. I think that was a burst. So kind of talk about your mindset like through that. Like where did that come from? And like, the four that you had, like let's, let's talk about them. Like what came from that? I remember that night, like it was yesterday, we were in Portland hanging out at um, a bar as part of World Domination Summit. And, you know, yeah, there was a few cocktails around and things like that. But, but, you know, with with always, you know, with all that to one side, the fact is that, you know, I remember clearly saying, you know what, I come out to the U.S. several times a year. Yes, I'm speaking and traveling and everything, but. I come out also and I extend trips to hang out with you guys and you've never come out to the Philippines before. (laughs) And that sucks. And I think it was, I think literally it was Amy that turned around and said, I'll come out to the Philippines. By the way, Amy doesn't, Amy doesn't leave her house. You know what I mean? Like she's literally so, she's so not ready to get on airplanes, let alone one that will take her literally to the other side of the world. Right. So I don't, I'm not quite sure. She knew what she was getting herself into when she said yes to coming over for it. But when she <laughs> said yes, I said, I'm going to hold you to it. John, if Amy comes, will you come? Yes, yes. I will. Pat, if Amy, if, if Amy and John come, will you come? Yes. Bop, 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 bop. And that night, I think, I think there was literally like six of the nine speakers at the first ever yeah. Tropical Think Tank. Greg Hickman was there. Yeah. Um, was Greg, Caleb was there. Caleb, Caleb Wojcik Wojcik, was there. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty incredible group of people. And so, you know, everybody said yes. Everybody came out and we had a, an amazing time. Um, and obviously the attendees had a great time because they begged for another. I had no intention of doing a second year when I put that first one on. But clearly by the end of the first event, everybody said, you know, I can't believe I've traveled around the world to be here, but I'm so glad I did. This has been life changing. And so it was a no brainer for me by the end of, you know, day two of five right. that I was going to put this event on again. And we did, we did it four times in a row. You were there for two of them. Well, I was just going to say, cause you had a lot of repeat attendees for the second one, but yes. I can't quite remember, but wasn't there only one repeat speaker? <laughs> no, no, you actually started a trend. You started a trend. So what we did was at the, at the end of the first event, we surveyed all of our attendees and we basically asked them, who was your favorite speaker on stage? Who was your favorite speaker off stage, like in a more of a social environment, right? right? And we basically, and a whole load of other questions as well in regards to the event, but we tallied everything up and you came out top. Oh, I, on hope, the first I hope year. past not listening. 
<laughs> I'm sure he is. I'll, I'll, he should be well upset with both of us. But he, and he knows the deal anyway. I've told him already. You're lost. You beat you fair and square. Just suck it up and take it, Flynn. Just take it, right? But anyway, the, the the bottom line is. So you started kind of like the trend where year after year we would invite back the top rated speaker. Oh. So in in year two you came back, right. and I mean I think in year two we had, I believe it was Matthew. Kimberly, yep. who then came back in year three, and then in year four, Peter Shankman came back. He's good. He's fine. He's quick. He's snappy. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you started the trend, brother. It was all about you. <laughs> so one thing that I loved is that everybody left Tropical Think Tank at the end as an attendee and as a speaker, absolutely. And one thing that you did that was brilliant that you don't see a lot of um, conference hosts do is you know you dangled this amazing carrot of we're going to do a, a one day mastermind with just the speakers before you know that's just your brilliant marketing mind in action. And so that was a huge appeal for all of us. And all the attendees left feeling like they got so much out of it because we did these hot seats where the speaker was, one speaker was at each table mm-hmm. and went around. And it was just so incredible um, to have like the question and answer sessions that we did. So every attendee felt like they got so much out of these events. So basically what I want to say, Fire Nation, if you attend a Chris Docker event, it is impossible that you are not going to get a crap ton out of it that's going to move your life and your business forward. Unfortunately, Chris, not every event is a Chris Docker event. So how do you get the most <laughs> out of just a non-Ducker event? Yeah, that's a very good question. Well, clearly, I run... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I run the best events on the planet, and thank you very much for that. No, I mean, I look, I, I think that actually getting the most out of my event is is pretty much the same as getting the rest out of any event that you attend. Um, first and foremost, understand that it ain't all about you. In fact, actually, hardly any of it is about you. So you have to go with a very, very wide open kind of, uh, you know, wingspan of, of just ready and waiting to embrace everyone and anything that comes your way at the event itself. That might be a cocktail reception. It might be a dinner. It might be networking in the corridors. It might be learning from the speakers. It might be having a quick coffee with fellow, you know, attendees, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You've just got to be wide open. Don't say no to anything. Just get out there and make the best out of it talk to as many people learn as much as you can and make plenty of plenty of notes but most importantly when you're done and you're finished you've got to take action plain simple you've got to take action you know it's like building a swimming pool and not putting no water in it that's just silly (laughs) (laughs) you don't go to an event learn a load of stuff and then not take any action on it right so really to get the most out of the events that you attend it it, it, it's a bit of a mindset thing but i think that nine times out of ten if you're going to leave your house your favorite coffee maker your favorite lazy boy your favorite tv set your you know whatever it is your little comfy home office if you're going to leave your house to get on a plane or get on a bus or get in the car or a train or whatever to go to a venue to live in a hotel for a few nights to an event, you're going to take some form of action. You're going to get something out of it. That's why I read so many books because all I need is one thing to make that week or two weeks or whatever it's taken for me to finish that book. Just one thing out of that book that makes it worthwhile to buy the book and read the book and invest the time to do so. It's exactly the same with the event. So just go there with wide open arms and get ready to welcome anything and everyone into your life for a few days.
Yeah, I mean, I'm even thinking of some of the partnerships that formed from your event. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the attendees partnered with one of the speakers, and they launched a yes. YouTube company. I mean, and, and yes. those, you know, that's just one example. It's unbelievable, Fire Nation. We had year two. We had a speaker and an attendee fall in love. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Was that? Yes. Uh, not, I was about to say names, but I guess I won't if you will. No, you can't do that. Okay. I don't think they're together anymore. Okay. But nonetheless... <laughs> <laughs> It did work out for a few years. It was great. Right, right. And let's be honest, like that's usually a better relationship anyways. A few years on to the... Oh, no, just kidding. Anyways, let's talk about something granular. Let's talk about the wrong way to network at these events. Because you've been to a lot, again, Chris, as a speaker. But, you know, when you're a speaker, I see you, you're you're there, you're learning from the different um, talks that are being given and presentations. You're on a lot of panels. You see a lot of things. And again, you've been the host as well. What have you seen people do wrong when it comes to networking? Don't go into a session and then leave halfway to go join another second for the second half somewhere else. You don't learn anything that way. Um, either buy the virtual ticket or just skip the session and stick so stick in the same session. That's if you're at kind of like a concurrent sort of type of uh, mm-hmm. event with several events running. Multiple at the, tracks. Or other sessions. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I have never run an event like that, and I never will run an event like that. I can you know, irrevocably say right now that will never happen at one of my events. Everybody's on the same stage. Everyone sits in front of the same stage for the whole event. That's just the way I run my events. And I love that about your events, Chris. Like one thing to share that's kind of sad sometimes, and I've been to these events when they just try to have all of these tracks, you know, that just in some hope that one person is going to buy the ticket for this one like random track that they see like on. That's not Mm -hmm. why people buy buy tickets, by the way. But anyways, they have all these different tracks. And then, you know, like I go because I want to support a friend, you know, who might be speaking for the first time. And there's like four people in that track. It's the worst. It's the utter worst. It really is. You spent so much time creating that talk. (laughs) Without a doubt. I I hear you loud and clear. And I think that a lot of the times these larger events kind of feel like, well, we've rented out the convention center that's got 20 rooms. We must have something happening at all times in those 20 rooms, you know, which is just silly. So, yeah, number one, if you go into a session, you're going in there because you want to learn. Stay in the session till the end. Show some respect to the speaker. Don't ditch out halfway through. Secondly, don't be the guy who throws business cards around like freaking ninja stars. Don't <laughs> please don't do that because that's just ridiculous, right? Number one, you might uh, take somebody's eye out. Right, of one. That's what I was and, and, num- and number two, honestly, honestly, what percentage of business cards that get handed to you at events do you really end up using? Zero percent. Seriously, you got to think about it. I mean, I haven't even had a business card for like the last four years. I just, I don't bother printing them anymore. It's pointless. I don't give them out. I just say, if you want to email me, chris at chrisducker.com, at chrisducker on Twitter. Thanks for playing. Simple <laughs> as that. So li- li- literally, don't be the guy just throw, hi there, Chris. Here's hi, my card. Why, I don't even know what you do. Why would I want one of your silly little cards for? Get them out of my way. You know what I mean? So just don't be the guy that gives out a load of business cards. Total pointless. And lastly, please, for the love of everything that is holy in the business world, don't be the drunk guy at the bar in the evening. Don't do that. Go and have a couple of cocktails for sure. But unless you can, un- unless you know when to stop, you sh- just shouldn't touch alcohol, period. And I've seen some disastrous situations with people who generally 
are actually really nice people, but you get five or six cocktails into them and they think, you know, they're a cross between Tom Cruise and friggin' Bruce Lee or something. You know what I mean? So I just, um, I just, you know, it, it, it's not a pretty situation when someone's drunk at, at an event. Um, I actually, I learned from the hard way. I, I got drunk at an event probably 10 years ago and made a complete idiot of myself. And I've, I've, you know, yes, I've gone out and yes, I've got tipsy with friends and things like that, but I was certainly never go out and get drunk and hang out at like one of the main socials or something like yeah. that an event Not and i've actually noticed that about you and admired it from the time that we were spending you know together is you were always very aware if it was like a, an actual like cocktail where there's other attendees you know you were really dialed back when it came to drinks and so that really helped yeah. me kind of like follow your lead and then you know if we were just out at a dinner with like 10 you know, other, you know, close friends and speakers, you know, that we might knock back a couple more scotches and have some fun, but you know, we knew, we knew our environment. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about a couple of the right things that people do. Well, I think a couple of things that people can do really, really well is, you know, like I said, number one, understand that you can meet that person that's going to change the course of your business for the next three to five years at any point. It could be in the elevator. It could be at the bar. It could be in the corridor. Hell, it can even be in the freaking restroom. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you walk around with conference badges on. You are at liberty to stop anyone and talk to them at any time, right, at an event. <laughs> and so I think number one is, 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 again, it goes back to what I was saying, like doing it right, like being open to talk with people that you've never met before. I mean, I've met some incredibly smart people, some people that I do business with now, either as a supplier or, you know, a customer where – I've never met them before except for literally, like I said, in a corridor or standing in line at Starbucks at a conference center or something. So really be open. The other thing that people can do is, and this is actually more along the lines of kind of like seeing what kind of vibe the event is going to take place even before you go, ride the hashtag. I love to do this myself. I like to tap in the hashtag on Twitter or Facebook and see what people are saying about the event, both before, during, and after the event as well so you can sort of see what the vibe is like what type of people are going to be there what are they going to be doing where you know where's the pre-party where's the after party that sort of type of thing and so just writing that hashtag is a great way of being able to kind of like cut out all the rubbish at an event and just look at what's hot like what are people are talking about you know yeah, writing the hashtag and one um, event that does this really well is our mutual friend Mike Stelzner at Social Media Marketing World. You know, they even oh, put up so good. so good like on like on the actual you know big screens during the morning check-ins and stuff. They'll say, "Hey, these are the people that have been riding the hashtag. They've been commenting positively. They give out like prizes and gifts, and they just give all these shout-outs and it just gets people involved. And it's, and it's a really cool cool idea. So that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chris. We just talked about what not to do at a conference. We've talked about some good things to do. Before we move on to the part that I'm a little excited about sharing with Fire Nation, anything else you want to share about something that you should be doing at an event? I think people have kind of taken their foot off the gas a little bit when it comes to professionalism in general. And I'm not talking about the cards or you know anything like that. But I mean, when did, when did people stop caring about how they looked? Yeah when they go to events, you know what I mean? Like, okay, fair comment. Mark Zuckerberg might wear the same style of jeans and t-shirt and hoodie and trainers every single day. I still can't give him a pass on the flip-flops. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's all wrong in, in a number of different <laughs> ways. Let's, that, that could be, it's, that could be literally episode number 7,000. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that I, I, I just, 
I think that if you go into an event, um, you, you should make an effort in the way that you look as well. Maybe it's my old kind of slightly more conservative British mindset, you know, and that sort of type of thing. But I, I mean, I'm not saying that you've got to go, as we would say, suited and booted in the UK. I, I, I'm not saying you've got to walk around like, you know, dressed like you're going to a funeral or something. But at the end of the day, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And we've talked a lot about meeting people for the first time in chance situations and things like that, going to dinners, all that sort of type of thing. You'll never see me at a dinner wearing a T-shirt. No. I just, you know, I've always got a collared shirt on as you do yourself in the evening as well. During the daytime, if you're not at the conference, if you're maybe just having coffee meetings or something, sure, do your thing. But if you're going to be in a position where you're going to be interacting with other people. I, I truly do believe that making an effort in the way that you look does make a big difference in the way that you you kind of affect people's uh, mentality towards you when they first meet you. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's the way I feel. I'm the same way. You know, I actually look back at some of my like really early talks and, you know, I was always like, you know, dressed up to a level, but it wasn't really until Michael O'Neill took me under his wing and said, John, we're going we're gonna to go shopping. And we went and we spent <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars and, 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 and got me some really nice outfits. And then I would look at, you know, the replays of those talks and I was just like, it just different comes across. Game. It's a different ball game. And, and it totally And not is. just that, but I mean, when you, when you wear nice clothes, when you know you look the part, it actually helps you perform better it does right from a speaker's perspective like when i'm on pond stage and i'm wearing a nice jacket and i'm looking good and i feel good <laughs> you know like it's hard not to have a slightly higher level of confidence like i need any but i mean it's it's, <laughs> it's hard not to have a slightly higher level of confidence in that situation and i think it, it does make a difference i mean and michael is a snazzy dresser yes. i mean he is a uh, He's a snappy guy. He's he subscribes very to it's not a bad thing to oftentimes be the best dressed person in the room. And sometimes when he's in the same room as you, he loses that. But he loses that that <laughs> battle. But you know, he's he's always striving. He's a striver. It's really it's because I got a better haircut than yes. Yeah, so That's my god, it it's night night yeah. and day. But Fire Nation, if you think that we've been dropping value bombs thus far, you just wait till we get back from thanking our sponsors. My greatest passion outside my business and family is my health, and I know a huge component of getting my body in the best shape possible is what I consume. That's why I've been researching plant-based supplements that will help me not just feel my best, but also perform my best. So here's the deal. You already know that I drink Organifi green juice every morning to get my greens in, and now I'm using Organifi's organic plant-based protein too. Organifi's protein uses whole food vitamins and minerals and contains five digestive enzymes that won't cause bloating like other plant-based proteins do. Organifi also adds MCT oils, which are healthy fats to keep you fuller longer and are great for brain health and mental focus. Organifi's protein is smooth filling and the vanilla flavor is yummy. It's made with the highest quality ingredients and all you have to do is add water or almond milk. See for yourself. Visit Organifi.com and save 20% with promo code FIRE. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com, promo code FIRE. There are new business opportunities around every corner, and not all of them have to do with you building a business from scratch. One example, what if you could earn equity in the business you build without having to figure it all out yourself? You can by becoming an Allstate agency owner. Being an Allstate agency owner is unlike other small business ventures because there are no franchise or royalty fees to pay. That means more money going directly into growing the business. 
What about unlimited earning potential? You got it. As an Allstate agency owner, you can be earning repeat revenue from policy renewals. Being an Allstate agency owner may be just the opportunity you've been looking for, especially when you have the backing of a nationally recognized brand like Allstate. Be more than just an agent. Be an Allstate agency owner and earn equity in the business you built. Visit allstateagent.com slash eofire to learn more about owning an Allstate agency. That's allstateagent.com slash EO fire subject to the terms of the agency agreements. So Chris, we are back and I'm fired up because it's hard to believe. I mean, I spent four months in India, a month in Nepal. I lived in Guatemala. I mean, I've literally trekked the world. You know, obviously the Philippines and Hong Kong, which we've talked about. I've been to so many places, Iraq, <clears throat> Saudi Arabia, you name it. Like I've been to a lot of different places. I've never been to London and it's, it's sad um, but it's just like one of those things it's like always it's like that obvious place I was always going to go to but it just never happened but Fire Nation that is all changing November 10th and 11th I'm going to be in London a few days before that and a few days after as well but specifically because Chris has asked myself Pat Flynn to keynote you Preneur Summit and I can't wait Kate's going to be there um, a lot of amazing people are going to be there. I mean, this event is literally on the precipice of selling out. It's actually officially sold out, but I know you opened up an additional few spots just because yeah. of the demands. But let's talk about Youpreneur Summit. Like, why are you holding it in London this year? Well, you know, London is my home, yeah. you know, and, and I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm known online as kind of like the proud Brit of the online <laughs> kind of business, you know, sphere, whatever you want to call it, right? So, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is I'm not the only Brit doing business online. I'm not the only Brit blogger, podcaster, whatever you want to call it. But I think that I'm, I am probably one of only a handful of Brits who have spent the sheer amount of time in the United States at events, on stage, traveling, keynoting, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I've kind of got this, this kind of proud Brit sort of type of little, you know, whatever reputation you want to call it. Um, and to be honest with you, I mean, really, there's a couple of main reasons why we're doing it in London. Number one, I'm actually moving back to the UK oh. early 2018. Yeah. So I've, I've been in the Philippines for 17 years. It's been a great ride over here. I have several, you know, very successful businesses here, which will stay exactly where they are mm -hmm. and I will continue to own them. Uh, but my family is, you know, is, is, is growing. We have another one on the way, myself and Urs. And, um, you know, little Charlie is getting to the point now where he needs a little bit more than, you know, beautiful beaches and snorkeling to keep him, uh, you know, keep him sort of active on the weekend and whatnot. And every time we go to London, it just, I can see just how happy they are there. And so we've been talking about it for a while. It's been a couple of years, back with them forth, back and forth. Um, but this year, uh, we were there for a wedding and um, we went just house hunting, just for the fun of it. We weren't even expecting to see anything that we liked. The last day, we did three days, last day we were there, we turned around the corner of this private driveway into, you know, this gorgeous uh, property uh, of almost an acre. And I, f I mean, I just fell in love, John. Mm. I fell in love with this property at first sight. I didn't even walk into the house and I was like, I'm buying the house. It's going to happen. <laughs> 
And so, um, and we did, we bought it and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be moving back there early next year. So that's the first thing is that we're going back. So obviously I want to start doing more in London. I'm not going to focus on the UK market per se, but I do want to start doing more in the UK and within Europe because I'm there and I, you know, it's, I can't do it from over here, but when I'm there, I can. So that's the first reason. The second reason is because for as long as I can remember, man, running events for seven years all around the world, small masterminds, tropical think tank, hundred people workshops here and there. I've always, always dreamt of holding a big event in my hometown Mm -hmm. in London. Um, it's just something that's been eating away inside of me. And, uh, I know I can put on one hell of an event. We're going to, we're going to change the game on the UK business scene with this event. It needs we've it. basically, yeah, I mean, we've basically sold out, as you said, it really does need it. They're, they're done with the pitch fests. They're done with the 95 pound tickets to just, you know, walk out of a hotel basement eight hours later feeling like you need to take a shower because you've just had one sales pitch after another. Um, None of that at all at the event. And Fire Nation, he says 95 pounds. He's not talking about weight. He's talking about the the British currency. (laughs) The ticket price. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Because I was actually like, that's a heavy ticket. (laughs) I'm thinking, what is that? Probably about 125 of your American dollars, right. something those lines. But I mean, you know, the the other thing is that, you know, when I when when we said we're gonna do it in London, I I knew that I had to find a venue that was all about me and all about what I am about. And I the moment I walked into this venue, man, I just was like, I don't care what it costs, this is where we're holding the event. And we're wow. holding the event at the incredibly illustrious Queen Elizabeth II Convention Center, literally right around the corner from Big Ben. I mean, it is the most beautiful conference venue in the whole of the UK. It's a full-time conference venue. I mean, all of the rigs, the staging, everything is up there all the time. The Houses of Parliament is just across the street. The River Thames runs right around it. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful location. So not only am I doing it, in London, but I'm doing it in probably the most gorgeous conference center in the UK. And, um, you know, unfortunately her majesty will not be with us on the day, but, um, I can promise that nonetheless, we're still going to make it a bit of a Royal affair anyway, one way or another. (laughs) I love it. So Chris, let's kind of end with us talking about why fire nation should snag one of the few remaining tickets left, or if they do get there and it, it is sold out. Um, is there just a virtual ticket option? clearly to see their brother in arms yes! clearly they need to see their leader blow up the st- ignite the stage <laughs> is what it's all about yes. um, i want you to ignite all over the stage oh, I, I cannot do. i cannot wait i have something special um, planned i'm sure you do my man so yeah i mean obviously come to see you and you know all the other speakers is clearly the number one reason why but you know what honestly i practice what i preach i get the best people to my events you i do. really do it there's just i don't know why but I'm so blessed to attract incredible people to my live events. I'm still trying to work it out. I've just accepted it now and just moved on from it. I'm just very, very, very lucky, <laughs> plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm looking at this list, dude. I mean, Pat, myself, Matt Kimberly, John Jantz from Duct Tape Marketing. Then you have mm-hmm. Amy Schmittauer, who you know I've had on the show. She's amazing. Mark Asquith, my partner at Podcast Websites. Carrie Green, Janet Murray, Colin Gray, Joanna Penn, Russell James. I mean, these are top-notch um, English entrepreneurs, you know, with a little mix in of, of some American entrepreneurs there. I mean, that's a cocktail for success. 
Yes, it's going to be incredible. And and uh, I, I think that um, that sort of combined with the fact that, again, the venue's gorgeous, the setting's lovely. Autumn, as you guys would call fall in the UK, <laughs> it's beautiful at that time of year. It's just incredible. Um, there's not going to be a virtual ticket. However, all of the keynotes and, and all of the sessions actually for the entire event will be inside of the Youpreneur community as part of Upano community Brilliant. memberships. So Brilliant. if that's what people fancy, they can grab a hold of it over there. But uh, no, I mean, it's it's a live event. You've got to be there live to really, pre- you know, you truly appreciate it. You have to. So Fire Nation, youpreneursummit.com. Uh, join myself, Kate, Chris, Pat, you know, Amy, all these amazing people in November in London. It's going to be epic. Just what I love about your events, Chris, is the access that the attendees have to the speakers. I mean, it's just yeah. like nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, you know, I, I hang out with the attendees more than I even hang out with the other speakers just because it's like this all-in-one uh, just love fest at these great conferences that you're holding. And I mean, you've proven the case at Tropical Think Tank. You're going to replicate it and blow up the London scene, which is needed and going to happen. And again, Fire Nation, if you can't make it to London for any sad reason because it's either sold out or you just can't make it due to timing, check out Chris's unbelievable community, Youpreneur. Um, all you need to just do is Google Youpreneur. He just owns that word and you'll get right there <laughs> and become part of that community. It's just amazing. I remember when I ran Fire Nation Elite for 30 months it was, uh, you know, just one of the best experiences that I had. And, you know, now Chris has taken that concept to even the next level with this community he has. And it's so exciting. You need to be a part of these type of communities. Chris, take us home, brother. How do you want to close this interview down? I just want to say thank you for having me back on the show. I don't know how many times I've been on now. What is this, four? Oh, I think this is this four. Is four or five. I don't know. Whatever. I've lost count, <laughs> but... It just it 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 doesn't matter. I want to I want to say thank you for having me back on. It's always a pleasure to spend time with your brother. I cannot wait to not only hang out with you in London this November, but actually I'm really really looking forward to seeing you speak as well because it's been a few years yeah. since I've had that pleasure. And uh, all I know is that you've been a busy boy. You've been doing a lot of speaking, and uh, I'm sure you're a gazillion times better than what you were a few years ago, which, by the way, you're pretty freaking awesome well, back I, in those I did days. Win, so, you know. I did win Tropical Think Tank, number yes. one. <laughs> I, love, I, I love the way how you say, I won it. I won the <laughs> It wasn't that I was top-rated speaker. I just I won the event. <laughs> I won the entire event. I'm the champion. That's it. Oh, uh, well, Chris, I pulled it up. You were episode 1202. You were episode 519. And then you were okay. episode number 86. So this is number four, which is 1764. So we've been very consistent. It's been almost I almost exactly every 500-ish days we've had you mm-hmm. on since the beginning of EO Fire. So uh, we'll probably pick that up for next time and uh, make it for... The uh, Youpreneur Summit 2018. Um, we'll, we'll have you on. So that'll be a l- little quick of a turnaround for you then, and we'll chat all about that. But Chris, as always, thank you. You know, uh, you are a brother from another brother. Uh, you are a mother from another brother. <laughs> I think I said that right. I, th- I think you mean I'm a brother from another mother. You are a brother from another yes. mother. I definitely did not say that right the first two times. <laughs> you need more coffee, brother. <laughs> uh, I haven't had a cup yet today, so I'm going to have to get my first one. So you are a brother from another mother, and I love you like a brother. And thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And Fire Nation, final call to action, youpreneursummit.com. Get to London. See you there. Worst case scenario, 
get your booties in the youpreneur group that Chris has going on. And uh, Chris, we'll catch you on the flip side. Looking forward to it, man. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Chris today. And I hope to see you in London in November. If not, I'll catch you on the flip side. There are new business opportunities around every corner, and not all of them have to do with you building a business from scratch. Being an Allstate agency owner means you're not just selling insurance policies, you're building equity in the business. Be more than just an agent. Be an Allstate agency owner. Visit allstateagent.com slash eofire to learn more today. Subject to the terms of the agency agreements. Looking for a protein that uses whole food vitamins and minerals? Organifi's organic plant-based protein tastes great, is made with the highest quality ingredients, and all you have to do is add water or almond milk. See for yourself. Visit Organifi.com and save 20% with promo code FIRE. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, promo code FIRE.